Welcome to the Striving Together podcast, a podcast for the Imago Dei Church family to help us follow Jesus together in the grace of his gospel. My name is Shane Shaddix. I have the privilege of serving as the discipleship pastor here at IDC, and I am joined today by Justin Bailey. Justin, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Good, good. Uh, some of you guys might not know Justin, uh, so give a give a quick introduction. You've been around for a long time, or at least in, yeah. in segments. So uh, give us a qu- quick quick history of you, quick history of you, and also uh, your your history in uh, uh, IDC. I'll give a quick history of IDC. I think that might that, be yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, give us a, give it all to us. Yeah. So so uh, yeah, I moved up um, from Louisiana in 2011 uh, with the main goal of coming to be a part of IDC. Uh, part of the core team uh, here for three years, Um, then moved back to Louisiana with my wife. I got married while I was here uh, to help with the church down there for three years, Uh, then moved back and have been here since 2017. Uh, So I I was told by the Bartons and Ellen Holder, I'm not allowed to say that I've been here for the full Mm, uh, 11 years. Yeah, some very, some gatekeepers. They got very upset with me at the members (laughs) meeting when I stood up. (laughs) That's good. Um, but yeah, uh, married to Jen Bailey, yeah. Jennifer. Uh, we have three kids, Kuiper, Emerson, Ambrose, and have a fourth on the way. Yeah. Honor, so. Super exciting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Justin has been a longtime friend uh, for for me, and uh, we're uh, we're going to talk a, a, in a second about a book, which is basically what Justin and I do all the time. So this is uh, <laughs> this is pretty great. Uh, okay, so our topic today is uh, be the beginning of what I hope to be a series of um, help, helpful resources, helpful books. And so what I'd love to do uh, over time is just uh, highlight uh, certain books that we we think might be uh, helpful, edifying for us as we think about following Jesus and following Jesus together. And so today, the book uh, on the table is a book called You Are What You Love uh, by James K.A. Smith. Uh, This is a 2016 book published by Brazos Press. Brazos, is that how you say that? Uh, that's how I've always said it. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go with that. Brazos Press, um, and uh, this is actually a a, a kind of a pop, more popular level book of some previous work that uh, James K. A. Smith has done. Uh, but I asked Justin what would be one that that he thought would be really helpful for others to think about, and uh, one that that he could get excited about talking about. And uh, that is too broad of a category for Justin, so I had to narrow it down for him. And uh, and this is what we came with. So uh, let's just start with uh, high level, Justin. Uh, what is this book about, and why did why do you think this is a helpful thing for for folks to to read and interact with. Yeah, so what the book is about, I think the title is pretty straightforward and specifically the subtitle, right? You are what you love, the spiritual power of habit. And so the overarching argument is that as creatures, as as people, we are not um, just brains on a stick, right? And just like the low level idea of it, that we're not just thinking things that are what we do, how we act and interact with the world. is a lot of kind of this instinctual, um, these automations that we do that are built out through just daily rituals that we may not even be conscious about. Um, And so when we get into the idea of discipleship and spiritual formation, we can't just be about, let me give you these facts and that will then only that and that alone will lead you to do these things. We have to create some type of habit and ritual Um, since just in reality, that's how we live our lives. Yeah. So I think as kind of this overview is that you're formed uh, in a very specific way. Um, and so for the idea of being formed, there's also this formed into the image and likeness of Christ. Um, and so yeah. there's this idea of being formed. There's also this idea of um, deconstructing the form, instructing the formations that are around us. Okay. Right? So 
that if this is the reality that we live in, we are actually being formed every day by things we don't even realize. Okay. And so part of what he's doing is saying, okay, here's the reality that as a person, you are formed through these rituals and habits you may not know about. Okay. So that means you're being acted upon by an outside world that you may not know. Um, but also then the way you're trying to be formed as a Christian, you may be attacking it the wrong way uh -huh. or um, maybe not even the wrong way, just deficiently. You may be missing a piece of that. And gotcha. maybe that's why, and he makes this point in the book, there's a gap between like, I know what this is what I'm supposed to do and I'm not doing it, right? It, the Romans 7 thing, yeah. right? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Paul's Romans 7, so. Where there's, there's, there's a conflict there. Uh, let's just get really practical there. Uh, what Can you give an example of like how... If we, if we stopped and thought about it, we, we would see we are being formed in everyday life by things that we would not necessarily always consider to be like spiritual activities, if, if you will. But like, what, what, what does he mean by saying we're, we're being formed by the kind of habits and practices of everyday life? Yes, I think there's two really good examples he uses in the book. Um, one may feel a little dated. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know how, how often you're still going to malls. I told Shane before... Uh, I was at the mall the other day and it's Christmas time and there were way more people than I expected. Yeah. And I was surprised uh, because I was like, do people, are, are yeah, people yeah. mall anymore? I was just trying to return something to a store instead of doing <laughs> it online. And it was like, wow, there are a lot of people here. This is, I can't find a parking spot. So maybe not outdated. This maybe, could, maybe not outdated, but this idea that the mall is actually kind of this, really this religious center, mm. right? It's this idea that it is built to create habits and formations for you to uh, indulge in things that you don't really like this consumeristic material to make you feel good, to comfort you, to bring you around mm -hmm. in a community that's doing the same thing and participating. The architecture is built a specific way to have this communal food like lounge, right? It's this idea that things are created um, for us. And so we're participating in these things we don't even know. Another one, which may be a little more um, a better example and not necessarily like this religious experience, but just this idea of what we eat, yeah, right? So this idea that like in the United States, most of the things we eat are very high in sugar, right? mm. Mm. whether we recognize it or not. So it's everything has high fructose right. corn syrup. And so if you go to another country or you eat something without that, you may think like, well, this, this isn't as sweet as I expected. Or yeah. This isn't, I don't like the way this tastes. And we've grown up in this culture and the society where that's just kind of the norm and what we do. And so without even realizing something's created in us and our desires are now like, I kind of kind of want that sweet I thing. I want that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of want that little dessert at the end, or I want this to be a little sweeter. And so I think those two various ways we can see how things that are unknown to us and just what we grow up in um, create both in how we view the world, right? Yeah. Like if, if the mall is this idea of like this civic, like it's not the eighties, right? It's not stranger things where everybody's going to the mall <laughs> to see a movie and like hang out, you know, you spend the day there, but we can think of Amazon. Sure. We can think of these different things. We can think of, you know, Netflix, whatever. It's like yeah. everything is catered to make these desires to where we unknowingly like, are you sure? You, do you want to keep watching, right? Yeah. Or it just starts immediately. <laughs> you want to skip this intro so you can uh -huh. keep going. That these habits that we just form and form and form. Before I know it, I've watched like 20 episodes of Parks and Rec and I had no sure. idea. Right? <laughs> I get here. Right, exactly. How did I end up here? It's two o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Um, I think so. Those are some simple examples. That That's good. We can kind of start to see like how things form us and how we just kind of... Uh, just things are automated in our yeah, lives. Yeah. Um, so Smith is is in, in some ways describing a reality. He's saying this is this is how we work, um, but he's also being somewhat prescriptive. He's trying to say this is how we ought to, in light of how we how we operate, in light of how we are as human beings. Uh, Here's some suggestions for how to move forward as Christians. As and I think this is where we can get into some of the relevance for us as 
followers of Jesus and as a body who's trying to follow Jesus together is, okay, if we recognize that, I love your, your phrase, oh, we're not just uh, uh, brains on a stick, right? Um, what, what does that do for our spiritual formation, our following after Jesus? How can we take that realization and then make it useful for our actually growing in and following after Jesus? Yeah, I think, so he's got a quote um, in here that I really like, um, and it's, he steals it from Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's just talking about this idea that there are, there are certain things you can only learn by experience, okay. right? And so he's talking about um, there's a certain knowledge a man uh, can only gain by holding a cat by a tail, right? <laughs> and that like, I can tell you certain things, but there's only there's only certain things that you can learn by experience. And I think we we just innately understand that, right? As we, we raise children yeah. or we teach people anything, right? People learn by doing, right? You can, you can yep. explain something on a whiteboard you can give people certain facts, but until they're participating in those things, it's hard um, for them to truly grasp them or for them to take hold. Yeah. And so I think as we're talking about like, what is that, how does that affect us as individuals? How does it affect us as a church and discipleship and or my own sanctification or my family's sanctification as we're walking through that? It's that things maybe in a lot of times um, need to be caught and taught. Okay. I don't want to say say only caught, yeah. right? Like yeah. we need we need the we need um use a big word. We need the didactic yeah, yeah. example. We, we we need teaching. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. We, we need to understand. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. We need to understand things, but it can't be only this like uh, this version of understanding that it's just facts in That's my good. brain. Yeah. Right. I can't just understand that. And we and we implicitly know this as we're growing up or as we're teaching, right? When we teach kids math or reading or whatever, we do it in a variety of yeah. different ways. We show them, we show them things in the world, like teaching my kid, like two plus two is four. Okay. Let me grab two things and two things and show you four things. Sure. Let me show you one, two. Like we're doing a lot of different things and trying to example example that. Right. Um, so when we talk about discipleship, a lot of times we think like or even something as simple as like scripture memory. Yeah. Right. The idea, well, I'm just going to memorize scripture. Like we have a very specific way we think about memorizing scripture. Like I look at my Bible and I just read it. Sure. Right. Versus like, no, it's on the front of my lips. I'm speaking it. I'm talking about it. It's on the doorpost. Right. It's on the doorpost. It's everywhere I go. I see it in the world. Right. I'm trying to memorize scripture and I'm connecting it to my world. And it's a much more holistic understanding of discipleship. Um, And I think that gets really gets into his understanding of like what liturgy is and habit and ritual and how if the whole world um, is pushing things on us through habit and ritual and, and yeah. little liturgy, right? Then as a church and as believers, we need to be counteracting that yeah. in our own versions of this biblical narrative and using our liturgy and rituals informed by that biblical story, yeah. obviously, to then help create and disciple one another. Yeah. That's good. So if, uh, so putting all that, all that together, if I'm understanding you, I'm understanding uh, Smith correctly, what he's arguing for is that we need to... Um, develop and put in place habits. Um, you know, you can call them disciplines if you want to. You can call them liturgies. That's these things that we do, we enact, we walk through and, and model our lives after uh, or mold our lives in, I guess. And as we do those things, we don't, uh, we, those things that we can intentionally practice are going to form our, our hearts. Our, and, mm-hmm. and that will be a more holistic uh, way of shaping our hearts towards the Lord uh, to where it's not, our, the, the, uh, the following of Jesus does not stop merely at understanding uh, or knowing about, rather, 
uh, truths or that, that kind of thing, but it actually works its way into our, our kind of way of being, our way of living and that kind of thing. And there's a certain kind of following, uh, certain aspects of following Jesus that if we stop at simply knowing about, uh, then we've stopped short. And even thinking about some passages of scripture, um, I mean, t- two that come to my mind, we kind of just referenced in, in brief, uh, Deuteronomy 6, this idea of loving the Lord with your entire being, mm-hmm. uh, your mind is part of that, but it it doesn't, it's not just your mind, it's also your soul, mind, strength, and then it kind of moves into this like communal aspect of like, you're loving God with kind of every aspect of your being. And then I think of even, uh, I, I would imagine some people who are listening to this are thinking, well, what about Romans 12? That tells us to be mm-hmm. transformed by the renewing of your mind. But yeah, it's it's having our minds removed that leads to transformation. That actually leads yep. to kind of a, a holistic kind of change and uh, 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 life is reoriented around it. And then that actually propels us into service and loving one another and living in the body and all those kind of things. <clears throat> And so we can't just stop at the knowing, but we actually have to move into the the enacting, mm-hmm. uh, and that's going to to shape our, our loves. But let me uh, first of all, let me ask: Is that correct? Is that is that a good encapsulation of kind of what he's arguing for? Yeah, I think so. I think this idea is like the 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 danger could be like, okay, well, I am what I love, you know. Well, what do I love, right? And you know, I don't need to. There's obviously danger like, oh, this is anti-intellectual, or this is anti-like thinking about the mind. And what he's trying to bring forward is like a holistic yeah. view. And I think we talked about this, like it's much more of what he's doing isn't necessarily like, oh, it's this very nuanced, detailed, right. but it, it's a wrecking ball to say like, hey, we're so um, caught up in this modern understanding that if you think the right way, you will therefore act the right way, uh-huh. which is right. We just look in the world in general, like everyone's like, well, you need education. We need to tell people this is what will happen. Yeah. And I'll give you facts and I'll give you this. Instead of saying like, hey, if you can change the hearts of people, that's that's where we go. And we know this again, as Christians, like we talk about, this is how we are saved, right? Yeah. This is that, like, how does someone become believer? Well, God changes changes our heart from stone to flesh, right? Yeah. And the spirit works and gives you a new heart and that your your heart has to be changed. And so that doesn't change in discipleship, right? Right. You still need these facts, right? We still need to know, confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus is Lord, yeah. right? Even the demons can confess Jesus is yeah, Lord, right? There, there is a, there's a level where they have to connect. Even with Romans 12, right? What's before that? Offer, offer your body That's as good, a living yeah. sacrifice, right? It's it's that we are not um, this separate, and I'm not going to get into like other things, but we're, we're not separated beings. Right, Everything is right, interconnected and right. we're working towards this kind of goal, right? Yeah. This, this end goal of what we're trying to accomplish. That's good. I think that's, that's huge. I really appreciate you. This, this, we are, we are body and soul together. Uh, you can tell me if you disagree with this, but when I kind of, when I look at a lot of our discipleship and a lot of the challenges in contemporary discipleship, especially in our kind of cultural moment, so many of them go back to, do we understand what we are as humans, as image bearers? It's, you know, the, the big term is anthropology. Do we understand who we are? And that's really what a lot of what Smith is doing is helping us try to understand how we are, how we work as God's image bearers. And beca- in light of that, uh, in light of the fact that we are not just minds, in light of the fact that we are not just physical material, but we are actually body and soul a unity there, um, and uh, we can't we can't just focus on one aspect of that and neglect the other and expect kind of holistic transformation, and especially uh, one one that 
faithfully follow Jesus to, to go through. And so uh, this is going to be something I think we're going to try to circle back around to in several ways uh, in, in future episodes. It's just uh, how do we understand ourselves as as humans, and then how does that shape our, our discipleship? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you to put the uh, kind of the cookies on the lowest shelf for us. Practically speaking, what does it look like for you, Justin Bailey, or somebody else in our church to to take this very kind of simple principle, maybe maybe not super simple, but this, this important principle, and then actually put it into practice in your life of, of following Jesus? How can we lean into this idea that we are not just minds, but we are actually uh, uh, whole, whole beings and our transformation is going to involve habits of uh, kind of spiritual growth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. We were kind of talking about this earlier, but this idea of like, what's the point of the book, right? And I think we are being formed constantly, okay. right? And things are acting on us. Yeah. And that formation affects what we desire and what we long for and what we love. And then what we desire, what we long for and what we love is what we then seek out. Okay. And it's like this perpetual cycle of things. But what in reality is we think, I, the majority of us think, if I, if I have something wrong with me, I just need to figure out the right solution. I need to think through this like, okay, well, this is wrong, right? So Jesus, Jesus is Lord. He's Lord over my time and money. Okay, let me read the Bible verses about this. This is right. So mm-hmm. intellectually, I know this. And then I get off work um, and I go have dinner and like it becomes nighttime. And so I know that Jesus is Lord over my time and my money. And maybe I should do something with my family or do this, whatever, X, Y, or Z. Maybe I should read whatever I should do. And then I plop down and I'm like, I'm watching Netflix or I'm watching, you know, whatever TV I'm watching, yeah. whatever. Sport. And it's just like, it's a constant thing. Yeah. And I think the hope would be, and what, what Smith's getting at is that like we re-examine both internally like uh in the idea of like what are we doing as individuals on a day-to-day life that we just assume are rituals and habits and we examine like how are those actually affecting forming us right how are those forming me to to think through what's going on and are they forming me for good or for ill Mm. right and are they forming me to be like is it forming me to be a consumer without realizing it yeah right am i am i actually checking my heart that i'm that you know christmas is around the corner and am i really like what am I wanting? What is my truest desire? And if I got my truest desire, do I really want it? <laughs> yeah. You know, and then from, so like just personally, like, okay, what is my time? Am I, what am I using my time on? Mm. And how am I actually doing these things? Or what am yeah. I, so he, again, the shopping mall example, take but the shopping sure. example is right. Am I doing this because I want to be with other people, right? Am I going to the mall to like be around other people who want to do the same thing I do? Am I doing it to kind of fill a void and yeah. a numbness? Am I doing, you know, am I going to wherever, right? Well, it could be whatever example you want. Um, it could be the gym, right? Sure. I think a lot of people right now, a lot of people go to the gym and it's sure. like, am I doing it to fill something? Is it to be around community? What may be? And just asking those questions, because again, none of these things are necessarily wrong or evil or whatever, but they are forming us. And then yeah. secondly, I think, how do we then say we step into um, this biblical narrative and story and say, we are a part of this story and what role are we playing in this story? Mm. And he has that part, he has this part in his book um, where it's like this, there is a specific role for us to play and it is not us pretending, I I like this a lot, it's not us pretending to be something we're not. This is actually who we are supposed to be. Mm. And when we are not participating in the story in doing liturgies and doing rituals and habits that the church has, that the Mm. community has for us, we are actually, we are faking some other life where we may think we're being authentic because we're like, well, I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like going to, you know, the church service. I don't feel like, we've read the Apostles' Creed, 
30 times in a row now, or it's the Nicene Creed or whatever it may be. I don't feel like confessing Jesus as Lord today, right? Maybe I don't feel like it. The point is not that you feel like it's that this is who you are. This is the reality you have stepped into. And just like sometimes I don't feel like going to the gym or I don't feel like drinking water. I want to drink, you know, Coke or whatever. I know I should do it. And therefore I just do some things I don't want to do because that's part of who I am. So I think interrogating our daily lives and just asking those questions, like what lens am I viewing the world? And then saying, how am I trying to disciple myself, my family, people around me? Is it just didactic? Here's the information. Here's the information. Here's the information. Or is it holistic? Um, As Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Are we doing these imitative things? Right. I think um, I read it. Someone was writing about the book, made the point like, it may be more important that I have dinner at the table with my family than we sit in front of the TV that night mm-hmm. than necessarily that we do some, you know, what we think is some very spiritual thing. Yeah. It may just be that every every night we're having dinner together as a family it says more yeah. about the gospel story and we can interact about the gospel and have conversations versus then just like, let me try to plan out this big family worship thing, yeah. right? Yeah. I th- <clears throat> Excuse me. I appreciate what you're saying there. There's the, on the one hand, there's the assessment. There's the awareness that I am constantly being formed. And so just asking how and why, why am I giving myself to these kind of formations? And that might lead to somebody um, course correcting in some way. Maybe I need mm-hmm. to remove something from my life or maybe I need to adjust how I go about something because the way this is forming me is not... Uh, towards Christ and towards the kingdom, uh, but is instead towards self or towards the world or, or uh, something, some other kingdom. And uh, and so there's there's that aspect, and then there's the constructive side of things. Build out habits uh, and intentionality to be formed in ways that are inclined towards uh, towards Christ and towards the, the the kingdom in ways that are uh, in some ways very mundane like mm-hmm. I you know appreciate yeah. the examples that you're talking about they're not always like magical and I think uh, you know a lot of the power of, of, of habits and of, of those intentional moments is that in some ways, you could pick out any individual moment and say, why does this matter? And the answer is kind of like, well, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like the, the individual moment is not the, the thing that has all the power. It's the formation of saying, we are going to give ourselves to this kind of being, this kind of living with Jesus. And so uh, this is, and I appreciate what you said, it's not dependent on how I feel in any given moment. Um, that that's not really the main thing that I'm concerned with. The, the main thing is 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 actually leaning into who God has said we are, who He has called us to be, and so that we 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 do we do gather with the church mm-hmm. when we don't feel like it. Uh, and 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 I think the the um, the temptation with it, particularly in our context with a lot of folks is to think well if I don't feel like it and I do it I'm being fake. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm being inauthentic in some ways. Um, but that doesn't necessarily have to be the case uh, because when we lean our into and practice these habits that we are choosing to to lean into, we really yeah. believe they're good and they really are forming us after the image uh, of Christ. Uh, that's not that's not fake. What it is is just saying my feelings are not everything. My feelings are not the the controlling uh, thing, yeah. and so I ought to lean into these things even when I don't feel them because they are forming my heart to love the Lord. They are forming my heart to believe truth. They are forming my heart to love my brother in particular in ways that I need to be formed in, not just need to know are true. Yeah, and I think the idea like we're talking about sanctification, and we know it will not be. We will never reach the end. It, on this side of heaven. And so just think like, 
Ah, uh, well, I don't, I don't have a love for this right now. And I'm just, yeah, of course you don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course you don't. Because you're not right? sanctified. You're yet. not sanctified. Yeah, you're yeah. not Jesus, right? You're, yeah. You have the spirit with you, but you're not fully sanctified. And so I think of like Peterson's a long obedience in the same direction. Like it is us just moving forward sure. day by day. Sure. And we all know this yeah. implicitly. We do this in every other aspect of our lives, right? Yeah. We, we, we go through, like, I have an end goal. I want to go somewhere. Yeah. Like if you, if you've ever been on a team or done any type of any type of performance yeah. or tried to had a something where you had to work towards something. Yeah. The goal and the desire at the end overcame any issues that yeah. you had in the middle. And like yeah. you push through. And like so sometimes yeah, I I don't desire. So sometimes I don't feel like saying like Jesus is Lord. I don't feel like saying, yeah. Oh come, oh come Emmanuel, right? Like <laughs> I just like maybe not, you know? Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean it's any less true. Sure. It doesn't mean it's any less authentic. It's the authenticity. The issue is that I'm not being authentic to my true self because I'm allowing these outside things to influence what I believe in yeah. my heart. I'm being conformed by the world, mm-hmm. right? Or my, not, or my sinful or my flesh, sinful or something. flesh yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah you you're, you're three 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 parter. Yeah, right? yeah. Um. So I think it's just an idea, like w- the the idea of like, am I being authentic? Oh, I don't feel like doing it, so I'm not being auth- my authentic self. I think the idea is like we've got to flip that on top of its head. It's like. I'm not being my authentic self when if I'm a believer, right. I'm not glorifying God and worshiping him. That's the question's good. not like, am I authentic now because I don't love him? It's like, yeah. no, we're not. <laughs> we're yeah, not. Yeah. And so we have to deal with that. Yeah. And we deal with that with one another. And we deal with that by pushing through it, right? And as we participate yeah. in these like common acts of what God's given us through the church and through the community, through the preaching of the word and the sacraments, whatever, that we can now participate in these things and they will change us yeah. and they will form us. And we trust that God will bring us through. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's really helpful and, it's good, and a good place to land too is this is not an advocacy for dead ritual or a kind of legalism that says, even if it's, you know, totally, even if you don't, you don't believe it, you don't feel it, all that kind of stuff, just do it and you'll be a good, you'll become a good Christian mm-hmm. or something like that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about because we truly do believe uh, in, yeah, in, in Christ, our ourselves are not fully sanctified. And so we are we are trying to orient our whole selves in alignment with that truth of who Christ is mm-hmm. and what he has done for us in the gospel, uh, even when we don't feel it and even when we don't want to in some real real we way. We trust that he will do it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So excellent, man. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I would commend uh, You Are What You Love by James K.A. Smith uh, to you guys to, to pick up, read, consider, talk about that kind of thing. Uh, and we hope that, if nothing else, this conversation has encouraged you uh, to think about how you're being formed and, and then to think about how you might intentionally pursue being formed into the image of Christ uh, as an individual disciple and then together with the community of faith, how we can help form one another and be formed together uh, as the community of faith. So, Justin, thanks for uh, helping us to yeah, think, think through this. Uh, all right, IDC, thank you uh, for joining us, and we will uh, see you next time with uh, more conversations to help us follow Jesus together. 